Hey, Carrie. Hey, Sandra. How you doing, girl? You know, we're hanging in there. Are we hanging in there? We're hanging in there. Hanging in there. I feel like the, I mean, the last video we did, it was gray and not green. It's green, people. It's green. And I feel like the world is turning a corner. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God for vaccines. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, scientists. Okay. Today, who did we interview? I'm really excited about this one. I'd like, I know we say that every week, but who did we oh, Okay, but I don't know her. I've never met her, but I know about her and I followed her and it is super exciting. We, she said yes. How awesome is that? We interviewed. Lise Davidson, Wagnerian soprano, dr lyric, dramatic soprano, whatever you want to call her. She's a soprano. They have dubbed her one in a million. And I, you know what? We both agree. She oh, has a phenomenal technique. After having talked with her today, she has her head screwed on so straight. She knows her voice. She knows what she can do. She knows where she wants to go. And what's so exciting is, I mean, for me, it's just going to be watching what happens, where she goes, what she ends up singing, where she's going to be singing. And, um, and just to watch that career blossom and grow and going to be awesome to watch that let's just watch that star rise because she is ready and primed to do it I'm yep like you go girl Woohoo! i'm i am rooting for you the whole way let's do it we're we're, we're, we're going to be her cheerleaders right carrie yep i think we'll make her an honorary screaming diva i think yeah. so i mean come on she needs the t-shirt <laughs> the same people so check out the clip like vanna white Vanna White. Oh, oh, are we Vanna White? And here, and here is Lise Davidson. Ding! Thanks, people. And by the way, please subscribe and stay safe. And stay safe. Get vaccinated so we can get back to work. Get the job. Thanks. Bye. To learn a whole from scratch. It's oh. like being a bachelor's student again. It's horrible. It but I mean, in terms of, yeah, people say like, yeah, she's brilliant in that. Yeah, but we all know you have to still go and do it. And I think that's, I think only singers can know that, mm -hmm. how hard it is and how amazing and how much work it is in that while you still sit and learn at the yep. end. Norway. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can yes. hear Yes, welcome. <laughs> Cheers. 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 I'm Sandra. This is Carrie. Hi. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice Cheers. to meet you too. I just felt like it was a unicorn kind of a day. So we have, you know. Such a beautiful cup. Thanks. I, it was one of those where you go in and you, you paint it and you, and then they oh. put it in the kiln for you. So I got to paint. It. I know. Well, that's what one does during a pandemic, I guess. Yep. <laughs> Unicorn mugs. Why not? You know, we all need a little sunshine and happy, happy. So. So where are you? You are in, in. I'm in Oslo in my apartment and in my quarantine. So yeah, like you, I guess. How long are you in quarantine for? for uh, seven days. I can test myself out on day seven. So I look forward to that. <laughs> what day are you now? Day three. 
y'all need to come to Tennessee and and hang out in the land and nobody gives a shit. (laughs) I wish I could be sort of more in the countryside and just sort of hang more out but I can go for a walk it's not that it's not that bad. Oh okay that's good. It's just so after after that you don't have to do a 14-day quarantine. No, you, the, the quarantine here is 10 days and then you can test yourself out on day seven. So, oh, it, um, oh I'm, I'm moving there then. Mm-hmm. I had to go to a quarantine hotel first when I returned back until I got the first negative test. And then day eight, now we do the second test and then you, you have to quarantine for 14 days total. That is so insane to me because you can come in here no problem, do whatever you want. It's madness. I mean, honestly, it's all madness. But I did read though that in, well, New York City, pretty much you have to have a vaccine card to do anything, and which I love. And then uh, in Europe, they're now allowing Americans to come over if we're vaccinated. So I kind of feel safer over there than I do in my own hometown. Well, I think the vaccination, I really hope the vaccinations sort of will make it easier for people to travel. So those who are more scared, I mean, I'm not that scared of traveling per se, because we get tested when we work and people around us are tested. And okay. I had it like in the beginning when I didn't know what it was. So I'm just hoping that I'm not reacting extremely bad if I get it a second time. But I think for the people around us, it's just easier to do it this way so that when I see my family again I know that I'm not sort of carrying some mutation from Germany or something <laughs> right so have are, have you had access to vaccines no um so here <laughs> they have done this thing that until down to age 45 they they're going to test their vaccine everyone and then they're going to to vaccine people from 18 till 30 and I'm 34 so I'm literally the last one now <laughs> oh. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, because it's spreading quite a lot with the younger people. And of course, because they are much more together and they're right. out and with school. So in theory, I, I like the rule because I think they have suffered a lot with, with social life and everything. Yes. So it's really nice. But it was interesting to see that my age literally meant the last one. <laughs> oh. So I hope when I'm back from Bayreuth this summer that I can have it in August or something. Well, maybe you can... Maybe you can even get it there in Bayreuth. Right. That's what yeah. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had, um, I just got my first shot in Chicago when I went to go visit my mother. Um, cheers. Cheer, cheer, cheers. Yay. <laughs> Carrie's fully vaccinated. Yay. And <laughs> I couldn't wait. I, I ran when they, when they opened it up, I was like, how do I, how do I get it? How do, where do we go? Where do we go? My husband and I both. So I couldn't wait. But the opera house, they wrote me a letter saying, it was essential for her to get it for her work because we need her to be vaccinated for opening the season. So maybe the Opera House, maybe Bayreuth will do something. Yeah, so. And I hope, I mean, I go to the Met in, what is it, September, October? Okay. And then I probably need the vaccine pass thingy. Yeah, yeah, so I'm yeah. I'm hoping that I, for some, that I get it before then. We just don't know, do we? All these, these well, I mean, you've, you've been able to travel a lot during the, this pandemic and it's it's confusing yeah. it's con- like the rules change from day to day don't they yeah and quarantines and stuff <laughs> oh. but let's okay happy happy let's talk happy congratulations <laughs> on being the best female singer yay <laughs> well deserved 
that's the International Opera Awards, correct? Absolutely. That's amazing. How did you feel about that? 2019. Okay, for, for 2019? Yeah, because it was like a combination. They didn't have the sort of award ceremony in 20 because of COVID, and then they took it all in 21. So for 2019, I was the female singer of the year. Okay. How do you, that's enormous. How do you feel about that? No, I think it's really amazing and maybe even better right now because it's some sort of recognition of what we have done and the life that felt normal and when we went, worked and traveled more, more normally. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, very unexpected, but absolutely wonderful, I think. Yeah. Was it for a specific role? No, I was in, I think in general for, for what I, I did that year. Just your amazingness. <laughs> so you started as a mezzo correct yeah i it's sort of i started as a mezzo but i think i sort of started my education as a mezzo soprano i did mm. my bachelor degree as a mezzo soprano and i think with with my sort of voice i look at it more as a development rather than being a mezzo and then a soprano i was never professionally a mezzo other than in a, in a chorus that that was professional chorus but but I, I started um, working as a mezzo. And I, I think the, the, the interesting part is the fact that I did a lot of Baroque repertoire and I love doing like all the passions and Handel and this uh, cantatas by Bach and all those things. So I think that's the sort of the furthest away from what I do today. But in terms of studying, it was, it was the, the beginning of it. Yeah, but that's how the voice develops, you know? Carrie started as a mezzo as well. I started as a mezzo and I think more dramatic voices. I think that's where the voice, in my opinion, you know, the, the bottom comes in first and it takes time for the, the top to fill in. Absolutely. So. Something about the development or something about the, the establishment of the voice. I mean, some people have that topper register very mm -hmm. sort of easily and, and, and light and to connect it. But for me, it was all over the place. So it was nice to, <laughs> to start somewhere. <laughs> You're so young, 34. I mean, yeah, you have the whole world ahead of you now, you know? Which is amazing, which is one of the questions actually I wanted to ask you because it has been like from here to stratosphere so quickly that what, A, what is that? What am I trying to ask? What has that felt like? Um, would you have done it differently? I mean, what would you tell someone behind you coming that that would happen to? Like, what are the the highs and what are the lows of all of that? Do we want to go there now with that question or do we want to wait <laughs> later? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think it's this, it's what I say about competitions when young singers ask me about competitions, whether or not you should do it and how much mm -hmm. and when and all of that. And I, I think I really, I waited till I was done studying because I understood that with my voice, I needed the space and the time to study properly and not have the pressure of auditions and everything. And it's, and of course, if you're a lyrical soprano and you need to get out there very early, mm -hmm. then maybe you have to do it while you're studying. But for me, I could wait and I could say, okay, I'll apply to get some money that I can go and do uh, auditions when I'm done. And that meant I didn't have much work. So I, I ended up also doing the competitions mm -hmm. and it was um, an amazing way of being seen by um, houses that I would never be invited to. Mm. At least then, <laughs> they were just like, who are you from... I don't know who they sing around and just listen and then then you get to sing and you get to perform and you get to at least show what you do today mm -hmm. um 
but of course <laughs> in 2015 it went from zero to 100 over over a summer and and um, that was absolutely amazing and on the other hand extremely shocking and and just absolutely uh, too too much <laughs> i remember going to paris with my boyfriend at the time and it's like yeah finally it's going to be your time you're going to show me paris he loved paris in france and sort of mm -hmm. lived there a lot and we came and i think there was yeah we're going to see tosca and it was cancelled due to uh, their uh, working all way welcome to paris right yeah so uh, uh we uh, we were discussing where we go, go for dinner and I said um yeah we can go here and he's like yeah we can go there and we can check it out sort of just normal discussion and that freaked me out completely I just started to cry and I said but I don't know where we're going <laughs> yep. and I think that's a perfect picture of how you you've been sort of in a in a world where everything is so uncontrolled and then when I was just hoping that we would be safe, <laughs> when yeah. it I, I just freaked out. So we went walking for an entire weekend. I couldn't manage to go in anywhere. I couldn't, there was too much people, too many things to take in. I've taken in things the whole summer, so. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was it is a lot to take in. I mean, overnight success, you know, people say, wow, so amazing. It's so great. But if you don't have your head screwed on straight and you seem like you do, it can be really overwhelming, you know, and you have to be ready for it. It was, and I think I had, the good thing was that I had some work that year. So I, I could do that. And it was roles like Freya mm -hmm. and some concerts and some smaller things that I felt I could do. Mm -hmm. um, and in places where I felt it was okay to go. Um, and I, I think the the fact that I, I was offered things sort of further away, but even like the Met, um, the first offer from them, I I couldn't do it. I wasn't mentally ready for that. And, and as much as I loved it and as much as I was overwhelmed by the question, I was like, no, 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 can't go, can't go. <laughs> it's too much. Um, so I think that would be my, my advice if there is any that you have to listen to, not necessarily the vocal part, but also the mental part. Are mm. you... Are you ready to take that in? Because you will be with singers that have been doing this for a very long time and, and that are comfortable. And of course they're supportive, but we are also in our own world when we're working. So it's not like we are constantly able to help and share and, <laughs> and be there in, yeah. in the days where we also have to perform. So, so yeah, I, I mean, I could never have been without it, but I'm glad I had my family and my, my agents while she, she supported me. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Do you have somebody, a, a guru that you go to that helps guide you with your career? No, I have. I think I've mostly been working with my intuition in a way in terms of roles. And I've really felt, no, this, this isn't right or that timing is too much. But mm -hmm. I also think my agent, she's... Um, she's a good friend of mine and she's mm. been sort of doing or seeing this industry uh, from she was um, a young uh, girl. So together, and of course, sometimes I've asked intendants uh, that I know very well, mm. what do you think about me in this role? Just to get some sort of thoughts from not the person asking, but for someone else. Mm -hmm. And they can say, yeah, but this and this is maybe difficult and yeah. So. Right. I love that. I I have to. I wanted to ask you this because when I read this, I thought, "Whoa! Like this is a heavy load." Um, 
you are the first Scandinavian artist to sign with DECA af since Birgit Nielsen, and also the first Norwegian singer to join the label since opera royalty Kirsten Flagstad. Did I say that correctly? Um, and so in my mind, I thought, oh my God, that's such an immense weight to put on your shoulders at such a young age. And I wanted to know what that meant to you and how you see that going forward in your career and yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that since I was I mean, even singing mezzo. It was like, yeah, you're the next flag stop. And I was like, really? <laughs> I don't really think so. Thank you. <laughs> I have enough pressure, thank you. <laughs> She was like the queen, so we can just sort of separate the two, can't we? Mm -hmm. um, but I, with the signing with Decca, of course, that was special and, and, and very, a big, a big step and a very different step. And I think it means sort of a lot of different things for us today than it meant back then. I mean, everyone can make a recording now. Everyone can record and it's not as important in terms of how to build a career we, we're not building our careers on recordings it's more sort of um, our uh, visit card or you know this sort of this mm -hmm. way of maybe spreading it so that people in the states can hear me when i actually can't go there or we sort of uh, send our music around but it's mm -hmm. not essential to our finance or our career in in, in the same way they did it mm -hmm. but still it's it's uh, wonderful to be with someone who wants to follow me and who wants to sort of record my repertoire and who who's not just interested in just Fialetste or that prime role or right do also what I would like to do great but the comparison with Flagstar and Nielsen and why is the Scandinavian singers dramatic sopranos and so on and so on it's um I Sometimes I say it, I take it a compliment and I put it in my little box and it can really sad. I open it up and I look at it and I put it away again. Yeah. <laughs> because it's it's not something I can think about or compare myself with or or deal with. I mean I practice and I work for, for my next concert and I I want want it to be me and I want it to be what we do and with the people I'm working with and the conductors and the colleagues and everything it's it's teamwork and it's not yeah but she did that yeah well she did that I'm doing something different <laughs> she's dead sorry you know like yeah. I, I Maria Callas was the one that I got my whole career and still do and it's like how about we just say that you're the first Lise yeah. and not you know the second Nielsen or Flagstad you know how and about we do that and maybe we can turn it around and say that well we keep bringing the music yeah in a way yeah they did that then uh, and now it's our turn now we will make sure these stories will will be kept alive and fresh and and brought to the audience because we believe in these stories and we believe in this yeah. opera and, and 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 we love the music so it's not like we we want to copy we want to bring our version of it and but i think people say it as a as a compliment i mean they Absolutely. Do. Yeah. You want to put us all in boxes and, you know, and I think that it's a compliment. It's just so they can wrap their head around, like we're in boxes now, you know, yeah. it, so they can figure out who we are. But I think all three of us don't fit in just one box. And that's the beauty nowadays of, 
of singers and artists, you sing, you're singing Forza del Destino, right? So, as well as all the, the German repertoire. And mm-hmm. how do you, how do you deal with that? Do you think technically different? Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. The vocal technique of a Wagnerian. Yeah, I'm taking on the Italian rep now. So I'm sort of, uh, or, or more like, like the full roles and everything. Uh, and I think my combination till now has been like the, the German rep or the Slavic rep combined with songs. So that's sort of been my my vocal journey till now. And then I've been working on the Italian, but not full on roles. Um, and I think it's something interesting because I, I had my debut at La Scala last week. And yes, congratulations. <laughs> watched it. We watched it. It was amazing. <laughs> no, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, I was I was so nervous, but um, doing the Pacha Pacha and doing the Italian rap there, of course, was um, maybe a bold move, but I did it. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> you know what? If you don't take a risk now, then when are you going to take it? And that was good, and it paid off. It, was it is some. It sort of suits me somehow. Maybe it's different, but I. But I find it interesting the way they think that Italian is so different from German in terms of, of how you do it. And maybe, and of course it is, because it's two different languages. So it is different. But it was a lot of um, sort of passion, not from the conductor, but there was some, some people going, yeah, but it's much more passionate. And I was like, mm-hmm. but then, then I think you've misunderstood the German music. <laughs> because it's not less passionate, it's just... A different way of doing it but good morning in it's sort of um vocally i think for me it's it's finding the language rather than the technique if that makes sense mm-hmm. like finding yeah. the language in in the technique and, and finding it sort of to to go together yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so using the text yeah and that 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 so you are text you're a text driven singer would you say or sort of feelings lies in the phrasing that that's where i sort of the intuition where you go well, this is this sounds like this so it has to be something like that yeah but i think the text is sort of i've spent a lot of time m- making it um, not just being vowels and consonants if you see what i mean it's sort of yeah. And I think with German, I've done that for, for years, so it's much more natural now. And mm-hmm. I've sort of underestimated the amount of work that actually I was like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> this is... But I think that with Italian, since I've done it, I think that, oh, yeah, I know that. I mean, with, with Czech and Russian, you sit down and you have to do it because there is no one who knows it at all. But I think with, for me, Italian, it was definitely in the beginning the hardest part to... to f- you know find the right placement and yeah i think the placement of the vowels is a little if one were to ask me and i don't know if carrie agrees with me on this that i find italian vowels maybe a little more forward Absolutely. in the hard palate and the german vowels probably a bit further back yeah or at least in sort of there is a difference there and i think the combination and the, the way the language is written it's it's where at least for me, I had to sort of wrap my head around it and how they how they move their sentences forward. I mean, as in any language, right? Different. So that uh, just um, 
not that affected my, my technique, but I had to, to put my technique into it. But I don't feel that it's technically two different things okay. in the repertoire. I mean, the technique is the same in a way. I think that's, that's what I meant with Italian as well, that I needed to find that. Where are these consonants and, and vowels in my line? Mm-hmm. <laughs> in Do you way. speak German? I mean, is- I speak enough to be understood, but I could never have a long conversation. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard language. <laughs> I mean, all yeah. the articles, the articles are what kill me. It's just like, what? Where does that? I, what the, I feel like I always sound like a two-year-old, you know, with the grammar because where like, does everything, yeah. <laughs> Um, can we go back to the pandemic conversation just because we've talked so much about that over this last year with what Sandra and I have done? A, how has it affected you? How how did it affect your career, your family, your life? Um, and then how how have you felt singing? Because you've been one of the fortunate ones to be able to keep singing through the pandemic um, to make the recording. How how has all that felt and how different is life for you now? That's a lot of questions. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> we can break it down. <laughs> and go. And go. There you go. In 2020, where the pandemic hits me now, just kidding. Uh, no, I, I mean, I moved here to my apartment in January uh, 2020. So when I was uh, flown back from England, I came to this apartment that actually had a sofa my el piano and my bed okay (laughs) (laughs) okay and i asked my father he picked me up at the airport and i said can you buy this acoustic block carpet and i will put it down myself so that's what i did in my first quarantine i was putting all my fingers Mm -hmm. get on my carpet so that i could practice that was like my main goal okay Um, but yeah i think for everyone every everything was cancelled in the beginning Apart from Valkyrie, that was in August, mm-hmm. and my recording was cancelled and then rescheduled. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but from yeah, from March till August, I, I was one week in Dresden, and then I did uh, my recording in August, and then I did production, and I think that really kept me sane. Okay. Uh, um, it, it was. I think it was extremely hard to sit in this apartment and to, I, I, I didn't really know who I was. I felt in the end of 19 that, okay, I moved from, from Denmark to Norway and I moved sort of back home, but it was more to, I ended a seven year old year long relationship. So I was sort of going to, to start again. <laughs> um, mm. And then I sat here and I was like, yeah, listen. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but I, I did get to spend a lot of time with my family, my, my nephew and my sister and brother, and they okay. lived like an hour and a half away. Um, and I think I got a lot of time to think about how much I, I love this and how important it is to me and how much I I need it, maybe. Yeah. yeah. We all do. I think yeah, it's like breathing air, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then when that's taken away from us, it, it just diminishes us so much. Yeah. Uh, that's what I've, how do you feel about all this online, online singing and, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, the Met, I think they did it like the, the best possible way. Yes. The fact that they put so much, uh, not just money, but effort into planning yes. and in terms of 
of how they did it. Like with the production, it was 100% towards making good production. Whereas a lot of other things I've done has been filmed, filming a normal concert. Yeah. And I think in May, we were starting to get tired and now we're sort of in the year two. <laughs> We've done that for a year. And I'm, as, much, as much as the audience love it and I love it too, I think some of it I, I've enjoyed so much to watch and see. It is difficult to get the... Yeah. I don't know, right like now when I was in Germany and we had audience, I, I mean, I was close to crying because you can just freaking communicate for once. <laughs> I know. And we need that. You need that sounding board to, to, to give us, to give us more energy. And and when you hear crickets out there, it's kind of like, I can't imagine. It's so snapping. You want all the faces, the bored faces, the happy faces, the I need to cough faces. You need all that. You need the sort of, even if you're not looking at them, it's like, oh, I missed you. I missed you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sleeping faces. I love those. Yes, sleeping faces. <laughs> you know what though? I haven't seen a single one of those faces in the concerts. I, I have to say people are so excited. Yeah, it, not now. I mean, not, no, no. But I mean, sometimes it can be tired faces. Now it was like. Yeah. Oh no, it's, <laughs> it's really, it's overwhelming. The energy that you get it, even with 50% audience, it feels like twice as many people are in there. It really does. I don't know if you had a diminished audience in Munich. Yeah, yeah, we had like a third of the house. Okay. And in, in La Scala, it was like 500, but then the orchestra was, you know, placed in the front of me. So it didn't feel right. the same. I felt like I was singing to the orchestra more. I couldn't feel the, the audio. Of course I felt them, but not in the same way as in Munich where they actually were right in front of me. Right. But I mean, I must say, of course I'm impressed that we have been able to do something and it's helped my mental health anyway and vocal as well mm-hmm. to to meet singers but i i think what i realized the most and i've never thought about it before is that i need colleagues i need to hear other people sing i need to hear a conductor say listen no that's wrong and i will go thank you very much i will fix it <laughs> because after weeks of sitting and sort of trying to correct myself and practicing and no coaching no feedback no and I can play a little bit, but I can't coach myself on the piano. Have you done Zoom coachings? On language, but not with not with piano. Have you? With piano, yeah. Because my coach is in New York City. And uh you should do it now. It, you know what though? It it helped. If you need you know, if if you don't have any kind of the, doing coloratura, that was really not so much fun. <laughs> 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 and I just one time just went, fuck. <laughs> but I would I would assume maybe with the Wagnerian music where you don't have the ticket ticket ticket, might be easier. <laughs> preparing maybe for the-, the best coaching ever because it's like yeah yeah there was some chords were there let's go on. <laughs> <laughs> it's true and I was just like oh and I was working on the the last scenes of the Three Queens, just you know a couple of weeks ago and I just went. Course. I can't, I can't do this. Okay. <laughs> I'm too old for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, well. Sorry. I'm too old, too good for this. So just. <laughs> well, I, I mean, 
Sorry, go ahead. Kate. Oh, no, I was going to say, I, um, I can't even imagine what it's like to be back in a room with colleagues. I mean, Sandra and I started this shenanigans and insanity of all these conversations online because we missed, we missed you. We missed our people. I always say our people because I mean, I'm married to a normal. I have, I have a, I call him a normal, you know, he's not a musician and, and he loves me and I love him, but there's this part of me that's insane and I need to connect to my insane people just a little bit. And, uh, pardon? You need to talk nerd. I mean, we have to be a nerd sometimes. Thank you. I need to talk to my people that understand what we're missing, what we love, what we want, what we want changed. And so these conversations have kept me sane, even though I haven't been able have had the opportunity to be back in a rehearsal room. It was these conversations that have kept me feeling connected and normal, I guess, if that's a word for opera singers. Yeah, well. Yeah, I think for me that was the same. I mean, I, I, I've never been fest uh, or in in the house. So since I I started ended my studies in Copenhagen, I've lived there, but I mostly work outside. Mm-hmm. And I felt like no, I need to go to Norway. I want to sort of be closer to my family and home. But then I realized when I was here that, well, but that's also it. Mm-hmm. I have some very good friends and some of my best friends here, but they're not musicians. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, but such a big part of me have my musical family somewhere else yeah and even though I have sung with people sort of a lot of one-time things because I've not been that many places twice yet some of the singers of course I've met several times and like like you said Sandra that with the coaches they are not here my mm-hmm. coaches are not here and I I would like to go and see them <laughs> <laughs> like the biggest sort of yeah I feel at home here but home is also definitely where I'm working. Yeah. Yeah. And we're so used to traveling 10, 11 months out of the year and seeing all the people that we know and love and all of that. And that's been a big change. And also seeing people now, I mean, it takes a little while now to, there's some colleagues that are still like, how, what are we doing? How do we, interact with other people. It's, it's really strange. And I don't know if you've experienced that with some of your colleagues now, it's kind of, how do I, how do I communicate with people again? You know, are we allowed to touch each other? How far can we far apart? Yeah. It's weird. It is strange, but yeah. Is anyone in your family musical? No, there is no, not the musicians in miles, uh, miles away. They like music, <laughs> literally as general as it is. Um, no, no one. And I think, I mean, I, I saw my first opera when I was like 20. So they don't really, they have learned to love it with me, which I really like. And mm-hmm. they, now they can, I think my mom said the other day, I think I know the Dichtora Halle now. Aww, <laughs> yay mom. <laughs> Good on her. Hey, you know. I have a, now I have a, a slightly hmm, controversial question to ask. Ooh. I know we're going to, we're going there. All I'm right. Like, where are we going? I don't know where we're going. Okay. We, we're going on this. Placido Domingo took on Otello very early in his career and was criticized very heavily for taking on a heavy role like that very early in his career. And he's still, I don't even know how old he is now, but he's still singing. 102. Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> And you are singing these heavy Wagnerian roles. 
at 34. Oh, we're and we want you around for a long, 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 long time. Have you been criticized for that? Or do people's kind of say, hmm? Well, the good thing is that I stay away from every opinion that people that I don't know have. <laughs> good. But honestly, it, it sounds like, a... no, actually, it's just because I'm not strong enough. I have uh, things that I need, what I do, I need to know for sure that I can do it. And then if people have opinion, I, I know that I have my, my sort of closer people that will tell me and then okay. I will listen and then I'll answer. But all the critics and the stuff that goes around, I try to avoid it as much as possible. But of course, I do know that um, there have been opinions and I think houses as well i mean i've been asked to do isolde for three years now <laughs> or brunhilde uh, and they say oh we need dramatic sopranos and then i want to say well but then you have to take care of us too because Good. i know that i'm in a position where i can say no because i have other things to do the fact that i can do other repertoire or i'm asked to do other other stuff uh, concert and, and and roles put me in a position where I could say, no, I want to wait with that. But I mean, there's so many sopranos who are asked and they think, oh, maybe I have to do that then because this is, this should, should be the right thing and, and it, maybe I can. And I think that a soprano like me can sing Isolde, can sing Brunhilde, sure. but that's not the same as doing it for, what is it, eight weeks then? I mean, <laughs> right. that's, the, that's the big thing. Um, but I just, uh, I get a bit annoyed because I think that people should respect um, the singers and they should respect their their uh, journey. And I also believe that singers should know or not. I mean, I don't know. And that's what I'm saying with this old and Brunhild as well. I've said that closer to 40, I will do it. Good. And then I will see how it goes. But it's not given that I will be able to do it these are rules of the voice can change everything life i mean we've seen that this year haven't we that we we cannot affect our life uh, constantly and so so many things can happen so i i just feel like we have to try to listen i think the way i've sort of the roles i've said yes to in the next years it's things that i believe and hope that i can do and then i will i will try to find my way in this and then the the bigger Wagnerian things just have to have to wait. Well, I wanted I just wanted to ask that question because I think a lot of young singers are in the same position in that opera houses they want to put these operas on, and I think they're asking younger and younger singers who aren't in positions like we all are, and they have to they feel forced to say yes, mm -hmm. and that's kind of where I was directing that question and you answered exactly what I thought and you know yourself mm -hmm. and you know what you can and can't do. Yeah. And I, we both applaud you for, you know, being cautious and, and doing what your heart and your voice tells you to do. But I don't know what you think, but isn't it like, it's also easy to say that, yeah, they asked me, so I have to say, yes, I don't know with some younger singers, I would say that if, if you if you're supposed to do it you will do it mm -hmm. isn't there something about guiding for us to also say that 
a no it's not a no for your rest for the rest of your life right it's just for now it's just for now but i i would i sandra and i were both raised up in this business on not having a flash career on having a career that lasted 30 to 40 years i mean that was the goal so when it used to be that when you looked at a trajectory of a career and you kind of knew what the voice was where it was possibly going it was i want to plan these roles during this time and then i want to work up through these roles to these roles and these should be the last roles and no one is talking about that now with young singers on how to to do that and and tendons from what i understand um what they've told me is that they don't really care about how long we have a career they're just trying to fill holes with the best people that they can right now so we have to trust ourselves we have to trust our the people in our camp to advise us in a way that makes sense because i mean i don't i didn't want to start singing tosca at 30 because i really wanted to sing tosca numerous times i wanted to wait until i was in my 40s to say yeah the next 10 years i want to sing 100 toscas does that make sense because i knew I, I mean, there's tolls that certain roles take too on your voice. And especially if you don't know the conductor, if the conductor is going to let that orchestra blare as loud as it can, which it seems like these days, most conductors, I don't, I don't know if this is fair, but I feel like a lot of conductors just are like, let's wail this sucker and, and let it be as loud as it can be, you know? And you're like, ah! so I can't sing any louder. I can't sing any louder. And so there's a, you know, I mean, I don't know, it's a muscle in our throat, just like bodybuilders and athletes and everybody has to take care of that muscle in their body in a certain way to last a career. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if you agree with me, but that's where, that's how she, Sandra and I were raised to think about why we chose certain roles at certain times in our lives. Yeah, and I think for me, it's been, I mean, in a way easy because I'm also so, so afraid of doing a mistake. I'm afraid of not being able to sing for a long time. And I'm, I'm exactly like you. I want, of course, I want to do these ladies. I would love to, but I also love to sing for a long time. And with that sort of very shooting, you know, career thing in 2015, I was like, oh, boom, I, I really have to, to go slow now. And I have to, to know for sure that I'm doing this right. And I've also said yes to things. And then my agent is like, yeah, but Lisa, this is years away. There is nothing wrong about changing your mind in a couple of years. As long as we do it in in right time for the houses, mm -hmm. and I, I so agree with you that it's it's the building of the career and it's sort of the building of of our voices and and acknowledging the fact that your thing in forty at forty five is is a different thing than for me in forty five. We can right. roles can overlap mm -hmm. a, a lot of times, but at different stage at different ages yeah. some roles i can do now but i can't if i take on the other ones keep singing them i mean yes this is is all about individual planning and mm -hmm. i i also think that when they say yeah but in the old days they could sing forever and of course they could they were freaking sailing from job it, to job. thank you <laughs> how many they didn't sing they didn't sing as many performances as we sing a year oh and they're not fluent in is now it's like yeah, but you can have this flight early in the morning and then you can be in rehearsal in the evening and then you can have a show the next day. Yeah, my voice is then still in bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always say. It's like halfway over the ocean, people. No, mm -hmm. oh, no, I no, left no. it. <laughs> it's still there. It'll take another seven days and then it will be here. Or, or they say, um, yeah, you can sing, you can go sing Zieglinda and then two days later, you can go sing Medea. <laughs> No, 
I mean, what did, what did Birgit Nielsen say? That what's the most important thing about singing Wagner? Comfortable shoes, <laughs> right? You know, like Maria Callas, the voice is not an elevator and it isn't, you know? You have to, somebody offered me recently Brun, all the Brunhildas. Yeah, could I do it? Sure. Like you talked about Isolde. Do I want to do it? I don't think so because the amount of work learning that that language because Wagner is, as we talked about, is so text driven. And if you don't speak the language or have a knowledge of speaking the language, forget it. And you have to feel passionate about it. And you can tell listening to you sing that you are so passionate about the German repertoire, about Grieg, Sibelius too. And it's really wonderful that you have uncovered a lot of their music. Has that been done on purpose now? Have you, you know, as your fellow countrymen in a, in a way, are you a big proponent of all that music? Yeah, I mean, I, that's sort of, uh, I, my, my, one of the pianists I worked with when I studied, she's Finnish Swedish and she talks in the same language as the, as the um, songs that are written or Sibelius wrote. So, so all of that is sort of ba based on that, yeah. It's, they're beautiful. They really are. The Sibelius is so gorgeous. I would like to do some on, on a recital as well. So maybe <clears throat> you can help me with my, um, <laughs> oh, you, it would be so lovely for you. That done the languages. Um, can I say that, can we add a good bra to, to the good shoes comment? Please, I'm sorry, but Wagner, you need a good, what? Good bra and a suitable Spanx. Thank you. Thanks. Ding, da, da, ding, hashtag of the day. <laughs> exactly. So what kind of, during the, well, I mean, maybe pre-pandemic, do you have, uh, exercise routine. Do you have a workout routine? Uh, you mean physically? Yes. Yeah. Like what's your art? I mean, all singers have their own craziness as they get ready for a show, show day, whatever. Do you have any crazies? I believe that I could have had so many crazy things. I'm a person that could, if I, if I sort of, if I lived alone and the world didn't exist around me, I think I would have done and eaten exact same thing every day you know i'm like i love systems okay. <laughs> and sort of routine okay so when the routine routine is taken away then the monster is released oh. <laughs> 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 i think uh, i remember like when i did uh, agatha in freshets in zurich <laughs> i lived not like what is it 500 meters from the opera and i found myself walking the exact same way. And I mean, literally the exact same way, like the same, same side of the sideways, and then like this around that corner, crossing there, okay. And then before the dress I had, I um, can't remember what it was, but I made dinner and then with my, <laughs> with my boyfriend at the time. And I was like, I think we have to have that before the opening too. So in the end, we ate the same thing <laughs> the night before. <laughs> It's okay. And I was like, I realized how stupid it was. I realized that it had nothing to do with anything. So I just told him, I promise you, this will never happen again. I will find a way to just 
crack of my my stupid system but can you just hold out with me for this this production with just three more shows <laughs> you can eat this thing you can make whatever you want as long as i can eat this um so i try i mean i really try not to have too many things and too many sort of rules i mean i do some yoga before i go to the opera just to sort of set my voice i try to to relax a little bit before that but i'm trying to sort of not have too many i need to have that kind of tea before i wake up or when i wake up or i need to eat that i'm trying not to have too right. many things because with <laughs> with life and travel it's sort of never going to work uh, especially so now i like to run and and i like to to do sort of now the last year it's not been time to go to the gym at all so i have some weights here that i work with but mm. Also, that is it's mostly based on just feeling feeling okay and sort of physically in shape rather than um, building or <laughs> aiming for 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 more than than being yeah physically in shape to be on stage in a way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think I I felt like I had a party like in the first six months of the pandemic. I was like, yay, alcohol! We can have it whenever we want and carbohydrates who cares we're not going to be singing anytime soon and then it was like oh your pants are tight <laughs> so we had to, both of us my husband and i both we were like we got to get it together people so we, we've gotten it together <laughs> but i think that's important too i mean i'm not saying that i don't do the carbohydrates because i definitely do i love a good pizza and pasta i mean italy i should i could never leave there because that would not be good for me but i mean in terms of um sort of around stressy periods i'm i'm sort of i, I make uh, things <laughs> sort of done but then when it's a day off it's definitely a day off <laughs> i love that you seem and this is a huge compliment you seem like an old soul you know what oh. i mean and that's coming from me that's a compliment like you you seem so well put together so congratulations wherever you got that from good parents yeah great mentors. You seem like, you know, the whole package. Solid foundation. Yep. And your voice too, it shows in your voice. You have such a beautifully lined up voice top to bottom. It's so glorious. Mm -hmm. And listening to you sing, you never get that moment where you go, oh, oh, oh shit. Did I make that? No, it's, it's, it's a joy. It really is a joy listening to you mm -hmm. sing and perform on stage. It comes from your heart and you you feel it yeah it's so so super exciting yeah it is exciting and it, it's exciting all the all the wonderful things that people say about you people out there listening and, and watching it's true i mean this girl is one in a million one in a billion voice and if you haven't listened to her truly go go and listen yes. her lisa and peak dom at the met was mind-blowing my, like mind-blowing the sound hearing it live in the theater it was spectacular and that's a hard role <laughs> that's so nice i mean ah. coming from you yeah don't know what to say <laughs> well no, uh, listen you know what i think i think in this world people are so quick to criticize but so often we don't congratulate people and compliment them on how much work that they have done on themselves, on their voice, on their career. And you obviously have taken that time to think through 
not just from here to here, but from here to here. Yeah. And it shows huge, really huge. Yeah. So. But isn't it, I mean, like with, with you, it isn't, I mean, you must feel that so many times, the fact that you've, you've kept roles, you keep developing roles. I mean, that's, that's harder than learning a role. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. I'm learning Macbeth now and it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> to learn a role from scratch is like being a bachelor's student again. It's horrible. It's but, I mean, in terms of, yeah, people say like, yeah, she's brilliant in that. Yeah, but we all know you have to still go and do it. And I think that's, I think only singers can know that. Mm-hmm. how hard it is and how amazing and how much work it is in that while you still sit and learn that but yep. I mean, yeah well i'm i'm in my music room now and i'm for the next three weeks i'm locking myself in here throwing away the key and like macbeth 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 i could have the poster i've been sort of on my social talking about the la scala posters look at you i got i got i got that's my trifecta and that's it this. We got Tosca, we mm-hmm. got, wait, Cyrano de Bergerac, Cyrano de Bergerac and Balu and Mascara. And that's my, my trifecta. <laughs> and I have a feeling that's all that's ever going to happen at school. <laughs> Maybe you should study the, my Balu was cancelled. I wish I could sing it with you. We could learn all your tricks. <laughs> oh, you would be great in that. I would love to hear that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's deceptively low. Carrie yeah. sings follow as well. And it's, it's, it's one of those roles. Like you gotta, you gotta know where you're going up and down throughout the whole thing. Like, where is this? What? Right? <laughs> do we have anything else to ask Carrie or do we want to go, if you're willing to answer some rapid fire questions? Oh, what's rapid fire questions? Oh, That's the thing you have every time. The, uh, that they're, they're just quick questions. We, and they, it's that like fun. quick question, quick answer, quick question, quick answer. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're funny usually. Okay. Prepare yourself for fun. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Advice you'd give your 12 year old self? Hold out. It will be fine in the end. Ooh, love that. What is your no fail motivational song? Like a song that you put on, you're like, Makes you happy every time you listen. Makes you feel strong. Makes you feel yeah. great. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I have this uh, Birmingham Ho. <laughs> I'm sorry. Come again. <laughs> Birmingham Ho. Why in my brain did I hear like? <laughs> <laughs> that's that. <laughs> I'm really sorry, but that's like a song that a Norwegian pop guy sings. And I, I, I used to know the whole thing. And my friends were like so surprised because there's a rap part in the middle that I know. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's about sort of <laughs> accepting people and everything. So it's not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> What's, oh, we're going to have to look that up, Carrie. Maybe Birmingham, we'll have- Birmingham Ho, is that what it's called? Yeah, I'll send you the. <laughs> send We're you gonna. The, I can't wait. Yeah, I need to hear it. this. I totally okay. hear this. Okay, go ahead. What is something about you that no one knows? But everybody's gonna know now. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna know. Now. 
then I'm a terrible cook. Are you like Sex in the City, Sarah Jessica, who uses her stove to store her sweaters? I could have been that, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. My, my favorite thing to make is uh, porridge. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, um, that's sad. can't really mess that up. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you, can't, you can't mess it up. That's why I'm so good at it. Bingo. All right. <laughs> Okay, what is the worst habit that you will never break? Oh. Making porridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That I'm not really interested in cooking, maybe. That it's, I don't find it. No, a really bad habit. I mean, I have, I have plenty. So it's, it's more about choosing that I think I'll sort of always keep. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think it is the, the sort of control freak thing in me it's 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 a good thing in work but it's a horrible thing in private life like when people want to surprise me i cry and i get angry because i'm like hey you could have won me okay <laughs> good to know good, good to know. know never surprise you people never no surprise surprise birthday party don't do that for don't do it. no friends I, I can be extremely lazy on a day off i think that's a beautiful thing to be quite honest but yeah but i, I tend to keep that forever I, I agree with you. And I think having a little bit of OCD in this business is not such a bad thing, you know? Honestly, like most of us have it. It's just like, what degree is it? The you monster know? comes out. <clears throat> so strangest thing that a fan has ever asked you or given you? <clears throat> uh, I should keep this. Uh... There was a guy, he, he came to me and he had baked a cake inspired by the role I sang but he just showed me a picture of the cake and then he said it tasted lovely <laughs> and I thought that was very cute <laughs> um thank you uh, I think yeah oh dear <laughs> it, was really, it was really cute and very unusual yeah that I is unusual like, can, cake. can I just have a bite <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't have eaten it anyway, but Bingo. Was, I think that was like the, the, the biggest surprise. Okay. Care. What, what is one thing you, that you do that drives your family crazy? Sing. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. All right. Bing the thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are three things that you have to do every day? Have a cup of coffee sing just a little bit some sort of uh meditation thingy <sighs> and porridge then maybe <laughs> this is so sad <laughs> i think we're getting a theme here <laughs> all right carrie okay um what talent would you love to have i would love to be really like either like a pro in a sport like just be wounded mm -hmm. or like have the chip with languages that you can just oh yes please wouldn't it oh that would change our lives so much so much okay this is normally carrie's question but i'm gonna ask it go what is your favorite curse word in any language 
<laughs> Once again. Oh. It's Finnish and it's a bad word. Okay, we're gonna look that up. Wait, how do you say that again? Vittu. Vittu. Okay, we're gonna look that up. It's <laughs> she says it with a straight face. Hmm. All right, Carrie, last one. You ready okay. for it? If heaven exists, what do you want to hear God say as you walk through the pearly gates? Oh, you did do good. You did do good. Thank you for your time. And it's so lovely to actually meet you. I know we were in the same place, but, and for you to meet Carrie and for taking the time to do this. It was absolutely lovely. It's so much fun. Yay. Forever. Yay. I love it. I love girl time. Yay. Girl singer time. <laughs> and I think we're going to be in New York at the same time this year. Oh. Road trip, girl. Road trip. Okay, there are lots of people that have been on the Screaming Divas that are going to be in New York at the same time. I feel like we need a party. We need something to happen. We need a party. Socially distanced party. No, screw that. We're all going to be vaccinated. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, yeah. We can and sit extremely close, uncomfortably close. Uncomfortably. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you miss that though? Like, yeah, wait, that's my space. Yeah, you're in my space. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck with the rest of your quarantine. Yes. And keep up the great work. Really, it's it's so spectacular to see somebody so well put together. Yeah. So exciting. I love it. Right. We will see you soon. Okay. Okay. Take care. Bye.